are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Dolphins fans, and welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. I am your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, managing editor of USA Today's Dolphins Wire, director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com, and kind of just taking everything in, digesting the end results of the 2021 NFL Draft. Had a chance, went back and watched a couple extra games. Jared Dokes took some notes, working on Hunter Long this evening. You're listening on Wednesday, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. Happy Cinco de Mayo. May you pour yourselves a delicious drink and sit back and enjoy Locked on Dolphins, unless you're enjoying at work or driving or at the gym, in which case, hold off on the drink and let's circle back after the pot. <laughs> um, today on the show, what I want to do is I want to look at the offensive side of the football. I want to look at the impact, the domino effect that's going to be played out across Miami's personnel decisions uh, on two players already under contract. So three big winners, three big losers for the Dolphins' offense courtesy of the 2021 NFL Draft, and things that did slash did not take place. Uh, But first, some news. Yesterday in the afternoon came through. The Dolphins uh, from Ian Rappaport. Colts, former Colts first-round safety Malik Hooker is visiting the Dolphins, a possible post-draft addition. So we mentioned earlier in the week, uh, the deadline for the compensatory pick window has passed which means any players that you sign at this point in time are not going to negatively impact your calculations that the league conducts uh, to figure out who gets compensatory picks for 2022. That's the good news. So any signings Miami makes from here on out, it's fair game. Not that I think Malik Hooker would command a sizable contract. The league still looks at players in versus players out. So Miami's in the clear in that way. But Malik Hooker, if you're not familiar... uh, Colts, first round, 2017 NFL Draft, 15th overall selection. Played at Ohio State. He is six foot one, 215 pounds, tremendous range on the back end, really good ball skills, but coming out of Ohio State, that's kind of the player that he was. Uh, in 2017 as a rookie, started six games, played in seven, three interceptions, four passes defensed. Missed the other nine games that season. 2018, up to 14 games played. 14 games started. Great. 2019, 13 games played. 13 games started. 2022, missed 14 games. Durability has always been a thing for Malik Hooker, unfortunately. So, would the Dolphins put all their eggs in this basket? No, not necessarily. But the Dolphins' safety room currently also has Bobby McCain, Eric Rowe, Javon Holland, Brandon Jones, Clayton Fejlum still under contract. You sign Malik Hooker to this and like, somebody's got to go. It's just kind of the numbers game here, I think. Uh, But I look at this and and Hooker, the tackling has been problematic. Durability has been problematic. But this is a really physically talented athlete. And I would be fascinated if Miami did that brought him in, signed him to a contract, which player would go? Because at the end of the day, Miami does need to start clearing the books a little bit 
to make sure that they have the cap space they need to get the rookie class under contract, have enough wiggle room to have some carryover cap for 2022 when the cap room begins to swell back up again. And like Bobby McCain and Eric Rowe, specifically after June 1st, there's some significant money that could be cleared with parting ways with either one of those players. I guess when you compare Malik Hooker to Bobby McCain as a free safety, uh, the the appeal with Bobby McCain is the communication skills. Uh, He's a well-respected leader in the locker room. But at the same time, uh, tackling is is problematic for Bobby McCain as well. The last three years, Bobby McCain, 2018, 19, and 20. He's missed 27 tackles. And played in 14, he's played in 39 games, missed 27 tackles. A 15% missed tackle percentage in 2018 in 14 games. 28.6% missed tackle percentage in nine games and eight starts in 2019. And that number reduced to 11.5, better number, uh, in 2020. But of course, if you remember Bobby in coverage, um, down the stretch, had some misplays on the ball. Uh, had some misplayed challenges against uh, Nelson Aguilar uh, in the open field in a, a big play that almost cost the Dolphins that football game. So Bobby also does not have the ball production that Malik Hooker does. Bobby McCain, in 87 career games played in the NFL, has as many interceptions as Malik Hooker has in 36. The ball skills, this is an undeniable upgrade. The downside is he's not as versatile as Bobby McCain. Bobby, of course, playing inside, outside corner early on in his career with Miami. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I think there, there's pros and cons here, and it really comes down to how much do you trust Brandon Jones and how much do you trust Javon Holland? Uh, because Bobby McCain is one of those players who, at 28 years old to start the 2021 season, uh, he's one of the older players on the team. He's one of the more expensive players on the team. And I don't know. Like, what's the what's the ceiling with a guy who transitioned to free safety a few years ago? I'm not saying I would get rid of Bobby McCain and bring in Malik Hooker, but if Malik Hooker gets signed, I do think it's a numbers game in the safety room, and somebody, Clayton Fezlin, will be the obvious choice because he's due $2.5 million, and he's a special, times, special teams guy only. But there's a lot of mouths in the safety room. And you can only get so many on the field at the same time, especially when you have as many good corners as the Dolphins have as well. So it's a fascinating dynamic, and I'm looking forward to seeing if they move on this, if they bring in Malik Hooker, and and what the corresponding move would be. But listen up, Dolphins fans. Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a free complimentary bottle to all football fans across America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea, text DRAFT to 231-231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass. Text now and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back in shape absolutely free. Text DRAFT to 231-231. That's DRAFT to 231-231. Message and data rates may apply. This episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 
1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive design masters working today, things sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They are the perfect way to bring light into her life, and they're available now through Mother's Day only at BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10 if you're on the hunt for the perfect unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Shifting gears, we got three big winners and three big losers from the Dolphins offense, courtesy of the 2021 NFL Draft. The first big winner, none other than Tua Tungvaloa. Of course, drafting Jalen Waddle. Uh, what was the stat? I just texted it to Travis Wingfield this evening, courtesy of the guys over at Pro Football Focus. Uh, Tua Tungvalo, when targeting Jalen Waddle throughout the course of their overlap time at Alabama, a 90.2 PFF passing grade. Okay, and some people would argue that the PFF scores are objective, and others would tell you they're subjective. But so let's move on. This is neither here nor there. There's no arguing a 74% completion percentage. There is no arguing a 137.9 passer rating and 16.6 yards per completion. Plus Will Fuller in the picture. Plus the Dolphins go out and get Lee Meikenberg, who according to a report from Barry Jackson last night, indicates that he's going to get a chance to compete for the starting right tackle spot. I'm on board. Sounds like Solomon Kinley is going to move over to left guard. So you're going to have Austin Jackson, Solomon Kinley, Matt Skura, Robert Hunt, and Liam Eichenberg if everything goes according to plan. Plus, you get another tight end in Hunter Long, somebody who's going to be better in the run game, somebody who's going to be a better receiver, better athlete than Durham Smythe. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on board. I think Tua Tagovailoa and, and the vision that the Dolphins have that's played out by who they invested in on the offensive side of the football is very clear. I think the next winner, uh, to the surprise of absolutely nobody, is Miles Gaskin. Gaskin came through the 2021 NFL Draft unscathed with no legitimate competition for his role. And as we went through the list uh, yesterday on Power to the Pod, who the hell are the Dolphins going to sign in free agency that's going to give Miles Gaskin a run for his money? The answer is nobody. Uh, so Miami, Javante Williams seemed to be the, t the player that was best positioned to threaten him. The Broncos traded up. Uh, and I didn't realize this until after the fact. And, and we'll never know the, the honest-to-goodness truth on how things played out and what Miami's intentions were. Uh, but I do think it's interesting that Atlanta was the team that traded out of 35, right? I saw this conspiracy theory on the timeline floating around yesterday, and I liked it quite a bit. Atlanta traded out of 35 to Denver, so Denver could come up and get Javante Williams. Miami at 36 drafts Javon Holland, and lo and behold, wouldn't you know who Atlanta drafts at 40 other than a safety? Richie Grant. So... Maybe you'd like to think Miami would not be telegraphing their choices that blatantly to tip off a pick that they were interested in. Maybe Javon Holland was the guy all along. And they kind of played the game and, and you know teased up the running back thing, knowing that Javon Holland, who is a player that's going to play a more high-impact role, 
on the Dolphins' defense as a nickel defender slash safety slash nickel linebacker or dime linebacker. Can do a little bit of everything. Maybe the Dolphins played the game a little bit. Maybe. If they did, bravo. Absolutely bravo. But Miles Gaskin, uh, Jared Dokes, the only addition to the running back room in the actual NFL draft. Uh, so Gaskin appears aligned, unless the Dolphins trade for somebody at this point, because I don't think there's anybody in free agency that's going to move the needle. Gaskin is going to be the featured back. And my third winner on the Dolphins' offensive roster, courtesy of the 2021 NFL Draft, is Matt Skura. The Dolphins signed Skura, had an offer out on the table for David Andrews, who turned it down to return to New England. So everybody said, oh, okay, well, that means the Dolphins must be in the market for a center, right? And maybe they were, and they just never found the value that they liked. All I know is the Dolphins came and left the 2021 NFL Draft and brought in nobody who is going to be a threat at all to play the offensive center position on the offensive line. So again, unless there's a trade, it's going to be either Matt Skura or Michael Dieter. Skura signed a short-term contract. He's going to have something to prove. And if you take away the stretch in which he struggled with snaps last season, Skura's a good football player. This has the potential to be... Uh, I thought Teddy Karras was fine last year. I thought he was one of the Dolphins' more consistent offensive linemen. He kind of got his feet under him after the first month. I wouldn't be surprised if we're saying the same thing about Matt Skura, to be completely honest with you. Now, I also would not completely wipe away the chance that Michael Dieter competes for this spot. He's coming into his third year. We saw him in very limited action last year after starting 15 games as a rookie. He's capable of playing center. His build indicates that he'd probably be best at center, especially when you take into account his his functional athleticism and when you're inside at center. uh, In pass pro, you you get the bumpers around you on both sides. I don't know. But Matsker, definitely a winner when the Dolphins at 81 passed on the likes of Quinn Miners, who who I thought would would surely, with his connections to Miami, be one of those guys that they went after, uh, but ended up going a different direction with Hunter Long, which uh, is fascinating to me. I think think it indicates the self awareness that playing two tight end sets is going to be really good. And and what the Dolphins now have is their skill group. They can absorb some injuries. They can absorb some attrition. They can also kind of mix and match personnel based on the style of the players on the other side of the line and conceptually do a lot of the same things. Uh, Because what happens if you go 12 personnel with Gusecki and Long and then you got your two wide receivers are Waddle and Fuller? You know, what happens if you go with 12 personnel and then you come out and it's Shaheen and Long or Smythe and Parker and Williams? You know, like you can do a lot of different things from a speed perspective or from a size perspective with this group now. So I like that long selection for that as well, even if it came at the expense of adding another center to the mix for the Dolphins. Football season may be over, but BetOnline still has plenty of sports betting action, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Baseball season is now in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline, get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and UFC. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and promotions 
available at Bet Online. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code Locked On. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Can I ask you guys a real quick question? Let me take a sip here. Would it really be an episode of Locked On Dolphins if I didn't remind you about our friends over at Built Bar, the world's most delicious protein bar? High in protein, low in calories, low in sugar, high in fiber. Something to grab and go when you're in a hurry. Something delicious for breakfast, something post-workout. It's keto-friendly. Nine delicious flavors right now available on the website to choose from. Whatever you need, healthy snack, just eating something delicious, Built Bar can fill that void for you. So visit BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and save 15% on your next order at BuiltBar.com. So those were my three winners. My three obvious winners were Matt Skurb, Miles Gaskin, and Tua Tongvelo, the heart of the Dolphins offense. Literally, the guys who play right in the middle. But who lost? Who are the guys that's like, hmm, writing on the wall is not promising. I think the first place I start is wide receiver Jakeem Grant. Wide receiver kick returner Jakeem Grant. Because let's be honest, the Dolphins drafted two guys with their first three picks who handle kick return duties. And Jalen Waddell and and, and Javon Holland. So Jakeem Grant... You no longer have the special teams appeal that you once did because you have very blatant return options now on the team. The Dolphins drafting Jalen Waddell, doubling down on speed, further mitigating the need for a quote-unquote backup to Will Fuller, never mind the fact that Robert Foster is also on the roster. Uh, Jakeem Grant, this is an expensive contract. This is somebody who has struggled tremendously with drops and consistency and availability. Uh, I think it's an, a very ugly picture being painted for Jakeem Grant. And I think the Dolphins are, are not exactly being shy showing what their thoughts and feelings are about Jakeem Grant and how they've gone out of their way uh, to bring in additional bodies to challenge and potentially replace him. And at this point in time, I'd be willing to bet we don't see Jakeem Grant on the roster this year. Tight end Durham Smythe. Another guy who uh, probably coming out of this draft a little worse for the wear. Uh, anybody and everybody who talks about Durham Smythe says the Dolphins coaching staff likes Durham Smythe. But he's one of two tight ends this year going into a contract year along with Mike Kosecki. And of the two tight ends, Mike Kosecki is a very unique skill set. He's one of the ascending skill players on this team. He's going to earn the contract extension that he gets, and if he doesn't get one from Miami, he's going to earn the contract he finds when he hits free agency. But Durham Smythe, the Dolphins just drafted, in my opinion, your replacement. And onboarding this, I think you will maybe see Smythe take the snaps early on in the season. Uh, but between the Adam Shaheen role, and Adam Shaheen has had durability issues throughout the course of his NFL career, so it's understandable that they would want a contingency plan there. And Durham Smythe, who struggles as a blocker at, at the point of attack with consistently winning his blocks, and is not a very dynamic receiver, 
there's little question in my mind, this is uh, a big blow to Durham Smythe's odds of getting a second contract with the Miami Dolphins. He's been a fine football player. He's the kind of guy you want in your locker room. If you bring him back as a tight end three, that's one thing, but you also just gave Adam Shaheen a contract extension. So that's where I struggle with finding Durham Smythe's path back in 2022. And last but not least, and maybe I'm incorrect on this one, maybe this is wishful thinking, offensive lineman Jesse Davis. Because the Dolphins, they drafted a developmental tackle in the seventh round. They drafted Liam Eikenberg. And Eikenberg has perceived ability to play both guard and tackle. So you do the math. You have Austin Jackson. Kinley can play both guard spots. Skura at center. Robert Hunt can play guard and tackle. Eichenberg can play guard and tackle. DJ Fluker can play guard and tackle. Michael Dieter can play center and guard. Jesse Davis is on the books for $4.5 million this year against the salary cap. Miami could cut him after June 1st and save $3.5 million of that. So if, if you're discounting Jesse from being able to play center, which I think is reasonable, he could play four spots along the line. I don't think he can play any of them at a especially high level. He's the ideal utility offensive lineman, but ideally he does not crack the starting lineup for you. Are you paying $4.5 million for that in this year with this many other options on the roster? Probably not. So for Miami to draft two offensive linemen, it's like, okay, here we go. Start doing the numbers. Eichenberg's a lock to make the team. And the fact that he can play guard and tackle and he played left tackle and the Dolphins are going to try and train him to play right tackle. Like, okay, like, the numbers game is not kind to Jesse Davis in the same way that it's not kind to Jakeem Grant. So those are my three losers, my three winners. Everybody in the heart of the offense. Tua Tagovailoa. Matt Skura, Miles Gaskin. My three losers coming out of the NFL draft. And this narrative can change and be completely transparent, but as things currently stand, just kind of trying to project forward, Jakeem Grant, Durham Smythe, Jesse Davis. And this is a good this is a good illustration of what building a roster with talent looks like and what the process looks like because they were prominent players on last year's team. Durham Smythe, Jakeem Grant, Jesse Davis, all of them. And as your talent improves on your roster, those players who were low-level starters become expendable players. And the fact that the Dolphins did that indicates to me this roster is better now than it was last year on the offensive side of the football. Not that anybody would dispute that, right? But this is just the illustration of like, man, it really hurts to let Shaquem go. You know, he he was a fun little player. He had some appeal. Man, Durham Smythe, he's a tough player. He's the kind of guy you'd love to have in your locker room. Well, this is what happens when your roster gets better. Those players that you like to root for because they're blue-collar, even though they're not especially effective, they hit the road. And we should be thankful for that. Tomorrow, this same concept on the defensive side of the football, three winners, three losers from the Dolphins' actions immediately reacting to the 2021 NFL Draft. I hope you'll join me. I'm Kyle Krabs. Thanks, as always, for listening to Locked On Dolphins. I hope to see you guys again tomorrow. Fins up. Keep it locked in right here.